Section 13 of Old Rail Fence Corners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schempf. Old Rail Fence Corners, edited by Lucy Leavenworth Wilder Morris. Mr. Charles Bohannon, 1851. I moved to the farm where I am now living in 53. My father first took up a claim in 1851, where the central market now stands. But while he was in the woods, old man Stimson squatted on that, so he took a claim at what is now Camden Place. He built a small house there. The farm was covered with brush and oak openings. Every one of these trees had to be grubbed out. One of my earliest recollections is the Red River carts that used to go squawking by on this side of the river, as well as on the St. Anthony side. They were called the Red River Band. They were one of the loudest bands ever brought together, as their music, that of wood rubbing against wood, could be heard three miles. While my father was in the woods, the Indians used to come and sleep in the dooryard. Sometimes it would be full of painted Sioux. They never stole anything or begged, but would gratefully take anything offered them. They were very friendly and kind and full of curiosity, as their looking in the windows at all times showed. My father had brought a pair of fine horses from Galena. One day, when he was mowing wild hay on the meadow, he left them unhitched and was excitedly told by a neighbor that they had got in the river. He ran and saw one swimming near the other shore, but as the other had turned over with his feet in the air, the combined weight of the horse and wagon was too much for him, and before help came, he sank. We recovered the running gear of the wagon later, when all came upon a sandbar, but the harness had been stolen. What the loss of this team was to a pioneer farmer we can hardly conceive. The countless number of pigeons which migrate here every spring could never be estimated. At all hours of the night their cry of piggy, piggy, piggy could be heard. They could be seen in countless numbers on slab trees, that is, old dead trees. Anyone could kill hundreds in a day, and thousands killed seemingly made no impression. They flew very low and in dense masses. Ducks and geese were exceedingly plentiful. I have never seen wild swan here, but many in Minnesota and the Red River country. On our farm was a thicket of plums, which probably came up from the stones from one tree. Some were blue, some were red, others yellow and red. Some were sour, some bitter, others tasteless, while others still were sweet and of an exquisite flavor. These trees soon ran out, and I think all of this best variety are gone. I remember picking raspberries, blackberries, and wild strawberries in quantities. Every summer we would go up to Anoka and spend a week camping and picking blueberries. We sold our corn, which was our first crop, to Alexander Moore in St. Anthony. At that time, he was the only one buying corn. Two bushel baskets made a bushel. This sold for fifteen cents. Mr. Moore had much larger baskets than those ordinarily in use, and measured the corn in these. When the farmers demurred, he said, If you don't like my measure, take your corn home. He knew there was no one else for us to take it to, so was very brave. There were very few scales, so farm produce was generally sold by measure. I never saw a pair of shoes until after the war. Everyone wore boots. In the northern part of the state, I have seen men starting out in the morning with an ox team and returning at night, blind themselves and the oxen too from the sting of the buffalo gnat. The mosquitoes came in great clouds and were everywhere. Every little clear space of a hundred acres or more was called a prairie. 
when i first saw duluth it was only a cotton town that is log houses with canvas roofs or tents most mail carriers used dog teams three dogs hitched tandem was the common sight i have seen three dogs haul a dead horse in our expedition against the indians only thirty-seven of eight hundred horses we took came back with us the rest starved to death unlike the red river stock which would paw through deep snow to the long grass fill themselves and then lie down in the hole and sleep they knew nothing of this way and so could not forage for themselves this campaign was with hatch's independent battalion lieutenant grosvenor who was new to the red river country was married and on his wedding trip was to stop at macaulayville he sent word ahead that he wanted a private room when he got there he was shown into the only room there was full of half-breed sleepers he hastened to the proprietor and said i ordered a private room his answer was there are only six bed in there what more could you want mr austin w farnsworth eighteen fifty one we came to fillmore county in the fall of eighteen fifty one from vermont we were strapped not one cent was left after the expenses of the trip were paid a neighbor took my father with him and met us at mcgregor landing with an ox team hitched to a prairie schooner we were four days getting to fillmore county camping on the way the nearest town only a post office was wakapee father had come the previous spring and planted two acres of wheat two acres of corn and one half acre of potatoes the potatoes all rotted in the ground i was only nine years old and my brother thirteen but we made all the furniture for that cabin out of a few popple poles and a hollow basswood log for beds beams were fitted in between the logs and stuck out about a foot above the floor and were six feet long to these we fastened cross pieces of popple and on this put a thick filled with wild hay and cornstalk leaves it made a wonderful bed when you were tired as every one was in those days for all worked after we had cut off a section of our big log by hand we split it in two and in one half bored holes and fitted legs of the unpeeled popple for the seat the other half made the back and our chair was done as we had no nails we fitted on the backs with wood pegs our table was made of puncheons split with a wedge and hewed with a broad axe the cabin would have been very homelike with its new furniture if it had not been for the smoke my mother had to do all the cooking on a flat stone on the floor with another standing up behind it she nearly lost her sight the first winter from the smoke our attic was filled with cornstalks to make the cabin warmer our fare was good as game was very plentiful and we had cornmeal and coarse ground wheat more like cracked wheat there was a little grist mill at caramona a tiny town near my mother made coffee from cornmeal crusts it would skin postum three ways for sunday when i was nine years old i killed a buffalo at buffalo grove near us that grove was full of their runs elk were very plentiful too and deer were so plenty they were a drug in our home market i have counted seventy-five at one time and seven elk pigeons were so thick that they darkened the sky when they flew geese and ducks too were in enormous flocks in season they seemed to cover everything we used the eggs of the prairie chickens for cooking they answered well once my brother shot a coon and my mother made him a cap with a tail hanging behind and made me one too but she put a gray squirrel's tail at the back of mine she knitted our shoes and sewed them to buckskin soles i was twelve when i had my first pair of leather shoes they were cowhide and how they did hurt but i was proud of them none of the country boys wore underclothing i was nineteen before i ever had any 
our pants were heavy lined and if it was cold we wore more shirts i never had an overcoat until i went in the army before we left vermont my mother carted and spun all the yarn and wove all the cloth that we wore for a long time after coming to minnesota we found the most delicious wild red plums half the size of an egg and many berries and wild crab apples timber wolves were plenty and fierce my sister was treed by a pack from nine o'clock until one by that time we got neighbors enough together to scatter them i was chased too when near home but as i had two bulldogs with me they kept them from closing in on me until i could get in the house there was a rattlesnake den near us and once we killed seventy-eight in one day they were the timber rattlesnakes great big fellows i caught one by holding a forked stick over its head and then dropped it in a box i kept it for a pet it was seven feet one and a half inches long i used to feed it frogs mice and rabbits i thought it was fond of me but it struck at me and caught its fangs in my shirt when i was careless so i killed my pet the only time i ever went to school was for two months in fifty five to john cunningham wilbur made our desks out of black walnut lumber cut in buffalo grove it was very plentiful there later we used to go to dances i was great for cutting pigeon wings and balancing on the corner with a jig step we used to dance the whirl waltz too some call it the german waltz we spun round and round as fast as we could go taking three little steps end of section thirteen